if if you think that I think if you think that it's gonna be beneficial to them, I would say speed it. Um, mm-hmm. I would say talk to them and like, hey, this is this is what you need to do, right? Um, mm-hmm. But for Christian people, um, I would always direct back to that back to Jesus. Um, yeah, and I think that. Um, I'll try to that, that dial back to Jesus and how how he would do what we, he would do. But even that, even small conversation with my one of my best friends, and I would be straight with him because that's no that's no wrong way to be straight. Yeah, people feeling would that get is hurt. True, yeah, people feeling would get hurt. It's always happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I lose a couple um, friendship that was lose it, but then those are the penny. Those mm-hmm. are the one I talk about. Those are the penny because they mm-hmm. they can't take it, mm-hmm. um, and it's okay. Like if yeah. they don't want to take it, that's fine. That's up yeah. to them. But those are the penny, and then the quarter stick with you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, so no matter how mad they they mad at you, it will stick with you because mm-hmm. they know that it that, that's good for them. Three, two, 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> One. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the UR Story podcast. Uh, it's just our goal here is to bring people on and just share the stories of our lives, our experiences. And by hearing their stories, it can help you with yours, which just affirms the fact that you're not just a part of the story, but you are the story. So, Thank you for tuning in with us. If you're listening to this episode, uh, I got a special guest for y'all today. It's someone who I've just grown with for so many years now. Um, I met him in college. It's somebody that's just helped me a lot in my life and just had a huge impact on me. It's my brother, Bao. How are you doing, man? That's good, man. Yeah, it's good. Good, man. I'm So thank you for just taking some time to be here with me today, bro, and just talking and just sharing and just conversating. That's what we're here to do have conversations and you know it's it's such a blessing to just be a friend of you and to just grow and have that deeper relationship to call each other brothers now and um you know it's just awesome to have you here man thanks man yeah um it's my pleasure as well yeah man so for just to kick this thing off man i we had a conversation about a couple weeks ago maybe a little longer Mm -hmm. uh we went to Optimus Hall and we just had some good food and just conversated and everything. And I brought this podcast up to you and, you know, you were all for it. You were saying it's a good thing. And I told you what the name of it was, which was going to be called Soldier of Christ. And so when you hear that, what does it make you, what does it make you think about? Um, so I just been to one of the training and it was a, this this one is the top one, and the chaplain come in before we before we talk, um, before we we went out and do our training, and um, it was just how do you have Christ in every situation that you are? Because like at like some some situations suck, especially in the battlefield, right? You don't want to you want to hurt anyone, or you don't want to hurt your friends, uh, or they hurting your friends. But he put it away where it was like crisis. Like always with you, and he will help you along the way, 
is it your fault or not it's not up to you but it's up to him right so mm-hmm. um forgiveness is one of the things that god helped like have us in in us and um yeah and when i think i was thinking about it when i was doing the training i was thinking about the title and i was like yeah that sounds pretty um yeah yeah and i think it's fitting because you know not only and we'll get to it a little bit later but you know, with you being involved in the military, you being in the military and, you know, just your life in general, something I've always noticed about you is that you're always about the work, you know, whatever it is, wherever you're able to help with anybody. I just seen you always willing to just take sacrifice your time to go help, whether it's in school, whether it's, you know, crazy thing is um, not to get off track, but at the same time, it is on track. I try to remember how I how and when I met people. And so for you, I remember the first time we met was before Anthem of sophomore year, I believe. You recall? Yeah, maybe. So we were we were helping set up the truck, just put things in the truck in the crossway. You know crossway where they have all of the tools and materials and things like that. Mm-hmm where it's like a small meeting room. Yeah. We were in there and setting up and putting things in the truck. This was sophomore year. You don't remember? No, I thought I, thought you, I met you at freshman year. Was it freshman year? It may have been freshman year. Yeah. I don't know. But one, one of those years, uh, we were helping out. And like I was saying, just I think it's fitting how when I met you, it was in the act of doing service, right? And so that's why I'm saying – with you, I've always noticed that you're just all about the work and wherever you're called or wherever you're able to help out, you, you're always willing to go and just do that work and help people and impact people. And, you know, for me, that's something that I, I like to notice the little things, something that may go unnoticed to other people. That's something that I noticed about you. And so I think that's just fitting that this episode is called Soldiers of Christ because, you know, with the soldiers, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you're given the mission and it's all about the mission by any means necessary, you know, and, you know, with you being a soldier of Christ as well, you know, you seem to just be someone who's all about Christ by any means necessary, obviously in the will of God and not doing anything that's off the wall or evil, but just by any means necessary, you're just going to do the work and help people. Is that a fair assessment? I mean, yeah. Um, I, well, if, um, I told you before, I'm a fly medics. So mm-hmm. I, the reason why I picked you up is um, to help other people as well. Um, I'm an EMT at the fire department now and as a hospital. So um, <coughs> it's been it's, it's been a good season of like showing God showing me like how humble it is to help other people. So yeah, yeah. Now, that's a definitely important thing. Some of the conversations we've had, and I told you this all the time, a big thing that I try to avoid is pride, right? Mm-hmm. I tell you this all the time. Um, pride is just my biggest enemy. It's sort of like a thorn in my side because, you know, God has blessed me beyond measure. And there are some things that God has blessed me with that others, unfortunately, may not have or things like that. So I think humility is such an important thing to have as one of your characteristics because not only will it allow you to remember that God is first, but it'll help you to remember that sometimes it's important to put others first as well. And 
by doing that, not only are you helping them, but in a way you're helping yourself because you're conditioning yourself to be in that frame of mind of, oh, okay, seeing, putting a smile on someone's face puts a smile on their face, but it also puts a smile on mine. So that's something I notice about you. You're, you're just always willing to help everybody. And that's, that's a, one of the big reasons why, you know, I'm just glad to call you a friend and everything, man. So. Yeah, man, I, I try my best, you know, like, <laughs> in there, but yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a journey. Um, joined the military in 2020, um, left for basic in 2021, and then like got back here. So it's been, it's been good. Yeah. So like I said, I, I try to remember how and when I met people. And the reason that is, is because I like to see how my relationship with those people has grown over the course of time. And so, like I said, our relationship has grown a bunch. But when I first met you, I don't think that you had plans of going to the military. Is that something that you always had planned to do? Or is it something that happened in your life that caused you to make that decision? You know, I, I, get, I get this asked a lot. Um, <laughs> by like almost everybody. Yeah. Um, so I was going to join the Navy um, to become the nuclear officer when I graduate uh, college. So that's a program. I know. I don't know if you know David. Um, he's a mechanical engineering. He did I that program. Th I think so. Yeah. Maybe if I see his face, I'll remember. Yeah, that. I'll show. I'll show you him. But yeah, he did that, and that that's what originally my playing. But then I met um, one of the guy from church, and he um, he sh he uh, he was like, "Hey, why don't you try out the National Guard?" Because I didn't know that I was gonna like it. So I tried out the National Guard. Go to the job and look at, and I was like, um, "Fly medics sound pretty great. I'll do it." <laughs> and it's kind of like I think the way that God could kind of lead it. Um, COVID time, so I didn't. I school was school was sucks during that semester, man. Oh yeah, we we all know that, man. <laughs> and I wasn't doing well either um, in school, so I was like, uh, I mean, if I'm not doing school, I don't know what I would do. So I decided to sign with the recruiter. Um, um, and then that just go from there. And I think mm -hmm. that God have just like worked my way through because I was scared. Like military wasn't another three years from then. So, and none of my family is uh, military. So I'm first generation and um, it's just the unknown of like not knowing because I don't have a lot of family or friends who was in the military. All my friends are civilians and so, yeah, so it's, it was a scary time, but, you know, God um, take my hand, and he got me through to, along the way. So that's Yeah, I am. That's what's up, man. I, I think with COVID, just like you, a lot of people, it kind of scared them because it was just the unknown. It was something that we had never seen before. Um, a lot of people haven't experienced a pandemic of that nature before. And so it, it definitely was scary, and, um, you know, for a lot of people, you know, they had to kind of find themselves because it shut down the schools uh, for a lot of jobs. It shut down the jobs um, and other things of that nature. You know, you weren't you couldn't really see your family or friends like that for some people. So I, I think it was definitely a time where a lot of people found themselves. So would you say that throughout that time and that process that kind of molded you to help you find yourself? So, 
I was talking to someone before COVID uh, about it. I think the COVID happened and my grade go down. That's when it started. Like, <laughs> give me a, like, hey, go. <laughs> but yeah, that, um, and 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 I think that now that I did it, I kind of like. I think that's the best decision I ever had uh-huh. um, have made, and I think. God did it, but yeah, it's it's the best decision ever made. Cause you look at my grade now, you look at my life now, and it's like a one eighty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. How did how did your? I know you said none of your family had been in the military before. What was their reaction when you brought it to them? That uh, decision. <laughs> so I I told him. Um, I think I told him six months or a year ahead, I was like, hey, I'm joining the military in, in a year. And they I, they didn't really believe me. They, I, I guess, um, and I wasn't like a very believable person, I would say, before I joined the military. Um, they was like, oh, whatever. They can, like, and then the closer it get, I'm like, hey, I'm leaving for basic training in two months. <laughs> they freaked out. They were like, what oh, the man. heck? Um, so yeah, I mean, my parents are not very pro military per se, um, and there's a history behind it um, with the Vietnam War and all of that. But mm-hmm. um, I think they started talking to one of my high school teacher um, from East Mac, uh, right across yeah. the street, and um, he kind of explained to them like, "Hey, this is what it looked like the military now versus the military back then." So they kind of have an open minded now. Um, but at the same time, they also got used to me being gone for six months and then come back and gone again. So, yeah, because I, I was gone six, seven months, 2021, 20, and then six months this year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, is how is your relationship with your parents? Has it been impacted by that decision, or is it has it grown stronger, or... Um, it's grow. Um, they're not Christian by any means. Um, mm. so that, um, and it's a work in progress, I guess. Like, God really, really want to work, um, yeah. want to help me work on that. But, um, I think the, the older you, you, you get, the, the more you relate it to your parents. So I guess I'm that age now where I'm yeah. like, okay, that makes sense. Um, but I'm also a full grow adult. So it's kind of hard to, like, hey, I'm, I'm independent. I, I want to do my things, especially being an only child. Mm-hmm. It's also just, you know, like I, I, I want to be independent. Um, and so the military kind of was like, "Hey, threw me out of war- water and see if you can drown or swim." And mm-hmm. I ended up swimming. That's what's up, man. <laughs> I, I can't swim, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm not a good swimmer either, so <laughs> that's why I didn't go to navy. Yeah. So I, uh, you were you were born in Vietnam, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when? How long have you been in America? Say, I, feel like, I feel like you've told me, but I don't recall. I moved here when I was twelve, so ten years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So would you would you say that that move and that transition coming to America and everything? Uh, would you say that that kind of played a part? And would you would you say your parents were kind of overprotective? Because I know you were saying, you know, hey, I'm an adult. 
I'm independent and stuff like that. So does that, are you saying that they were kind of like a little protective? Yeah, I remember um, when I was in high school and they wouldn't let me play soccer because it's a contact sport. Mm. And I, I was I was not happy about that. Um, yeah. And then I, f- I played tennis um, throughout high school. Um, and that's when, like, sport was, like, becoming things that I, oh, I actually, like, want to play something, right? Um, want to yeah. be good at something. And then, um, yeah, I, I and then I think that's, that's, like, playing a role of, like, hey, this is, for them, this world is really unknown. They don't sp- really speak English. They don't, mm. they didn't grow up here. They don't know the tradition, like, hey, in high school, you're supposed to grow from, you know, or, like, a formal dance. They don't know any of that. Mm. They even know what college looks like in Vietnam is very different from here. Um, like the sorority and um, club and stuff like that. So they they don't know that. They don't know internship. They don't know what job, like what real job look like or what mm-hmm. corporate job look like, how yeah. to like, make that process. So from, from when I was like 12 until now, I'm basically like education and yeah, like basically education and taking care of myself have been like, um, me doing it, yeah, because they they can't really help out. They don't really know. Um, paying for school, for instance, is the one of them, or applying to school, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a known for them, and so when I say the military, they immediately think that is like Vietnam military, mm-hmm. like they don't really know what the U.S. military look like. Yeah, 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 and the reason I ask that is because I, <clears throat> I was born here in America, but. I'm very cultured. Um, my parents were born in Liberia, West Africa, and there was the Liberian Civil War. And so that whole process and everything led to my whole family coming to America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually never asked them, but my, my parents, I wouldn't say they were protective, mm-hmm. but we had a very like family-oriented environment. And it was just naturally private, so we didn't really share with everyone outside of the household, like, the ins and outs of what we do in the house. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the reason I was asking that is because, in a way, I feel like my experience with my parents at early age and sometimes even now is very protective. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's kind of the same with me. I Like I said, I wasn't born in Liberia, but... Mm-hmm. I've definitely been so cultured that I might as well have been because mm-hmm. I'm always around family. I'm always around my parents and my, my siblings, my aunts, uncles, cousins, my grandmothers. So, yeah, that, that's the reason I asked that. But, yeah, man, I, it's, it's amazing how similar we both are in, like, our stories and everything. And, yeah, it's, it's, I'm grateful for that, man. Yeah. I mean, culture um, plays a part, right? Like, for Asian people, they live with their parents like high school and college and then after yes and then after that they take care of their parents so yeah. I, I i feel like your culture is the same way mm. right so yeah and and that does but like i'm i'm not family oriented my parents <laughs> always work um like when i was in middle school and high school um they always work so i would come home from after school and i would make food for myself mm. um do homework and then just stay until they get home from work right mm. Um, yeah, because I remember doing that for a long time, and 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 
so they they don't really know like my what my day to day look like uh, yeah. when I was in school. So yeah, and then and then college, and when I first moved out, you know, and then I'm a little bit more American than they are mm. for sure. Um, I basically grew up here, so it's it's been like it's been a journey to like see them change their cultures for yeah. me per se. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so you're an only child, right? Yeah. Would you say that? Have you really had? Can can are you able to go to your parents and tell them about anything, or is it kind of like? I don't want to say like a business type thing because uh-huh. you have a. I'm sure you have a, a good relationship with your parents, uh-huh. but do you feel like you were able to go to them and talk to them about anything? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like work and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. like personal stuff. <laughs> she keep asking me if I have a girlfriend, so I'm like, oh, that's a. I don't know. I, I never told him if I have a girlfriend. Um, think I think high school I I have I think I had two girlfriends. <laughs> they like they asked and I was like, nope, don't have girlfriends. Uh, even in college, I'm like, nope, I don't have a girlfriend. And then they were like, hmm. And then join the military, they they know for sure that I. I was dating someone, uh-huh. um, but I didn't date anyone, so I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I, because I, um, me and my sister, I feel like we have a very strong relationship. I, I don't think I'm closer to anybody on planet Earth than my sister. So, you know, we usually just come to each other and we talk about things and we, we trust each other. And if there's something that we just want to tell each other and keep it confidential between mm-hmm. us, we can do that. Um, but just that relationship and that bond we have, we're able to just go to each other and share things. So that's that's why I was asking, um, you know, with you being an only child, um, have you felt that the lack of having another sibling, I don't want to say lack, that sounds like such a bad word, but I guess the reality that there is no other sibling that you have that you weren't able to kind of share anything with anybody um, so I remember this, um, back in Vietnam, like when I was really young, cause I don't have any siblings. So my uncle or my cousin would come, come up, um, from the countryside. He, they would come to the cities. We live in the cities Yeah. and they would come and like, just, um, hang out with us for a week. He would do some work in the cities and then, um, and then, so he would stay overnight at our place and I always would like sleep with him cause like we always sleep together. But, like, I, I would always sleep with him um, when I was growing up. And then that, like, showed me that, like, when when a guest come, I'm, like, very welcoming. And so, um, it, it get, and then when we moved to the U.S., um, most of the time I'd be alone by myself because um, my parents are not home from work. But you get used to it. it it's get long, long at the time. Um, even now, like, I would still think, like, who can I talk to Mm. At like midnight when I, <laughs> when I when I when I'm driving home right um, from work or something like that. Um, yeah, but man. and I also have friends, um, best friend from two best friends from high school and um, one best friend, one good friends in college sitting right across from me. <laughs> so um, it it wasn't too bad um, growing up. I have friends I still talk to now, um, mm. so that's good. Yeah, and you know, speaking of you know us, like I remember. There was one time when it was lights went out. Whoops. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so, but uh, I remember before going to Anthem, I don't, I think this was the year after. It wasn't the same year where we first met, but it was the second Anthem. Okay. Um, and we were painting this lady's house. You remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we were there for, I feel like we were there all day. But I, I, I don't remember how long we were there. But And then we were uh, doing the taking the leaves off of someone else's roof. Uh, Chris Gago, yeah. And I was, like, scared. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Gabe, don't fall. Gabe, don't fall. I'm like, the more you tell me that, the more I'm probably going to fall. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, those were some of the best conversations I've had, man, because, you know, just being able to just have a good time. Well, I mean, obviously, painting is fun. I love painting. Yeah. But something that would seem tedious and enjoyable to a lot of people, uh, just being able to be there and have that conversation and talking for hours on end, I think that's such an important thing. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I definitely have noticed about you is you're a really good listener. So how important would you say is listening in terms of a characteristic of a person? I mean, I know it's important for you, but like you know, it's it's. I I think that um, God gives you two ear and one one mouth. I think you heard this uh, a lot, but yeah, yeah. like um, God gives two ears. Like sh- you can be quiet and then listen to other people. Um, and sometimes that you just have a normal conversation and then it's become very deep really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to stay actively listening, right? Um, mm-hmm. Especially in the military, um, you have to. It's a scary. It's, I wouldn't say it's a scary word for us, but it's like we wouldn't wear uniform when we go to the airport, or we wouldn't, you know. And then because people are doesn't have a good really good image of the military, mm-hmm. say right. Um, and so we have to have good uh, situational awareness, um, mm-hmm. listen to what they say, or listen to. We try not to listen to other people's conversation, but we just have to. We have to know where we are and what exactly going on because, like, we have to protect ourselves from when we go traveling, when we doing things. The other light just went out. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think we got enough good. I think these lights are good enough. Yeah, but, uh, I think that's fine. Yeah. yeah, if you just listen to the audio, both of the lights just went out, but we we still got good visuals in here, <laughs> and it's it's about the conversation, so. God's God is working. Um, but you know, I, I know being, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure this is a common known thing in the military that you have to be willing to trust, you know, something that, something that I heard somebody say on a video one time, um, he said, you know, you like, let's say you're in the midst of battle, right. And you know, you're fighting the enemy and, your weapon runs out of ammo, you know, you have to trust the person beside you and you yell out, you know, I'm, I'm out of ammo. I'm reloading, right? Cover me. Right. Yeah. And so you have to trust the person beside you to cover you and, you know, just to make sure that you're accounted for and everything like that. Um, would you say that being in that environment and experiencing the military for how long you've been in it now, do you would you say that your trust for others has grown more or is it kind of a thing where it's like, OK, I have a certain radius of of people around me that I trust and I'm just going to keep it to that. You, you know, you know what I mean? So. Uh, within the military, um, 
yeah, I I have to trust my supervisor all the way down to the admin that I take care of, right? Um, yeah. Um, right, and then at the end of the day, like we rely on each other to get the mission done, get the job done. Um, but like, you know, like how people say, like you you know who your real friend is after you join the military. It's true. Like it's, it's really yeah, it's true. Um, okay. So I I I do kill a radius um, on the outside. And my friend said it to me. I really like this quote. Um, it's quarter over penny. You 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 willing if you willingly to hang out with the quarters, get out in the pennies. Your life like you have a long life, friends. Mm, okay. So yeah. say it again. Quarter over penny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I kept in touch with two of my best friends from high school. Um, couple friends, you know, Jordan Pierce, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan, God, Rodden. Yeah, Jordan, yeah. Ron, uh, Ben, Jordan. and then you. Shout out to Jordan. <laughs> Hopefully, I can get you on here one uh, one of these days, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So those are the five that I keep in touch with, and then um, there's some friends that I used to live with um, at the house, um, and that's it. Like, yeah, I. It's harder to get let people in, just because they don't know where you are in life, mm-hmm. um, and. After experiencing that, I was like, yeah, I, I like to keep my radius. Um, but I still talk to, like, classmate acquaintances. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not too, like, not too, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I definitely agree with that. Um, obviously, I've, I haven't been in the military, so I don't know, like, what that would feel like. But, um, yeah, it, it's def- I can definitely see where it can get tricky because, you know, you're I know sometimes I, I text you and the military is so structured that, you know, you only get a certain lot of time where you, you're able to respond and things like that. But, you know, I I've always tried to just keep in contact with you and everything. But, um, yeah, I know you were you said that when you joined the military, you know, who like is your real fr- or were you talking about like in the military, like outside, like. Outside of the military. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I mean, even in the military, too, um, I make great friends. One guy is from Japan, is in Japan right now. He's uh, deployed there. And the other one is in California. One is in Alaska. So, yeah. like, um, like you make you make good friends um, when you're in the military. Um, when you, um, and then a couple friends from fly school, and they all older than me, and they all officer. And that's why they kind of pushed me to become an officer, but. Um, but yeah, so like they are, we have a group chat, we keep in touch with each other um, yeah. here and there. Um, yeah, so especially with my job as a flight medics, it's called AE Air Evacuation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a small world that we live in, so we cross path with people who we've been trained with all the time. Um, so yeah, I just I think I flew to New York and I just I just saw one of my friends. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a small word, in, especially in the military. It's like the 1% of the population. So Wow. So you, you see a lot of people yeah. all the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so with, with, with that, right, and this whole topic about soldiers of Christ and everything, um, and like I was saying before, you know, in the military you run out of, you run out of ammo and you call on your, your partners and your brothers and you say, you know, I'm out of ammo, cover me, right? I, I think that it's the same thing with the body of Christ as well. You know, you see somebody who may, they may be out of energy. They may 
not be in the best place mentally. Um, you know, whether that be maybe they lost their job, maybe they, you know, lost a family member or anything like that. I think it's important for us to be able to recognize when someone's calling out for help, when someone's calling out and saying, I'm out of ammo. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's our duty as soldiers of Christ to cover them, you know, whether that be covering them in prayer. You know how uh, sometimes when you're ordaining a minister, you do the laying of hands, mm -hmm. you know, doing that, um, you know, maybe taking them out for food or lunch or something like that. And, you know, I that's why I was saying with you, you know, I think even though I'm, you're doing a great job in the military and you've been keeping me updated with, you know, a lot of the stuff that you're doing, I think it's more prevalent in your life and a bigger impact of you being a soldier of Christ and just being there to cover. Because I've, I've come to you with certain things and we don't have to get into them now. Yeah. But, you know, we've had some deep conversations about a lot of things and, you know, some of the things I've been going through in my life. You know, I've trusted you. And just come to you and know that you're always be there, not to necessarily tell me what I want to hear, but tell me what I need to hear, which is really important to do as not just in the body of Christ, but just with everybody in general. So how important is it to you to just keep it real with people? I know that's that's a saying that a lot of people use now. Keep it real. Keep it real with me. Keep it 100. Yeah. That's what a lot of people say. I try not. I'm mean. Like especially like, in the military. <laughs> oh man, I'm I, I mean I'm very like especially going to like M twenty events or going to church at Crossway. I'm trying to like not to be too mean. I'm trying to like uh -huh. hey I'll you know and if yeah I'll, I'll try not to be mean to like other yeah. people. But keep it real to me mean like I'm gonna give, tell you straight up like you messed up mm -hmm. and you need to fix this mm -hmm. um, or you know. And that, that's just me being in military. Um, that's just how I am, and that, that's how they train me to be. But, um, yeah, I, I have one conversation with one of my friends. Um, it's the same way. I'm not, he was one of my best friends. I know him for five, six years, seven years now. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be real with you. You need to fix this. Mm -hmm. You need to do this now um, because the consequences is going to be bigger. Yeah. Um, right? Ex and then, exactly, yeah. And then. I try to keep it with God. Like I'm, I'm like, hey, like, you know, God wouldn't want you to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you need to talk to someone, um, you know, God really is the one to talk to, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I, I try to guide that person to God as much as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and what would he do? What would Jesus do? WWJ. D. Yeah, D, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so what would Jesus do at that time, right? Um, yeah. And I try to guide that person um, to to him. Um, I think Crossway offer a class where you, it's like talking, like have a different conversation with someone that you barely know mm -hmm. or your friends, um, and you bring, you dial back to Jesus, um, mm -hmm. right? You dial back to scripture. And that's like, that's, that's like, I think one of the best classes that I took so far it's just everything. It's just like, how do I put this conversation to Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. How do I connect this to Jesus? And let yeah. Jesus do all the work. Let God do all the work for, um, because you, as human, you can't really do much. You, know, you can be real with that person, but they're going to get hurt. Uh -huh. Then they hurt They hurt you, but if you connect to Jesus, they can be hurt at you because they can be hurt with Jesus, and Jesus will forgive them. But Yeah. 
But yeah, I think that's 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 what be real to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Has that ever been difficult for you? Because I know, in for me, uh, we used to at, at, when this at this youth group at this church a while ago, we used to go on these retreats called um, oh, what were they? Uh, it was like Anthem. Um, shoot, I can't remember what the name is. Radius, Radius okay. Camps, that was it, yeah, Radius, yeah. and pretty much why I was called that was just growing the radius of Jesus, that radius of influence of Jesus' impact and things like that. Something the pastor would always say was, you don't want to be a gospel turkey, right? Because <laughs> you know how turkeys go gobble, gobble, yeah. gobble? He was like, don't don't be like gospel, 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 oh, like gospel right. someone to death, right? That's good. And I, I that's been something that's been difficult for me sometimes because... I know that not Jesus is number one, right? And everything should always come back to him. Yeah. But I under I can understand why it's difficult for some people to just always constantly mm-hmm. be, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so how would you how is it like how would you say it's like um do you need to take that? Okay, um, how I can cut that out, Uh-oh. but yeah, how would you say it's? Um, how do you navigate that? I guess to where is there a certain? I don't want to say limitation, but do you try to ease Jesus into it, or is it kind of like just straightforward, just straight shooting? Um, depending on the people I talk to, right? I have friends right. who are on. Uh, not Christian, um, and I have friends who are Muslim, right? Um, uh-huh. And um, I try to, like, waste my way. I would, I would be, I mean, depend on the case and depend on the situation. If it's really serious, then I'm, I'd be straight up with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's, like, not too serious, I'll weave my way in. Um, I have a couple friends who, who is not Christian, and I would, like, um, give them advice, and they call me old man, but um, at the end of the day, it's it's, it's good for them, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's, if if you think that I think if you think that it's gonna be beneficial to them, I would say speed it. Um, mm-hmm. I would say talk to them and like, hey, this is this is what you need to do, right? Um, mm-hmm. But for Christian people, um, I would always direct back to that back to Jesus. Um, yeah. And I think that. Um, I'll try to that, that dial back to Jesus and mm-hmm. how how he would do what we, he would do. But even that, even small conversation with my one of my best friends, and I would be straight with him because that's no that's no wrong way to be straight. Yeah, people feeling would that get is hurt. True, yeah, people feeling would get hurt. It's always happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I lose a couple um, friendship that was lose it, but then. Those are the penny. Those mm-hmm. are the one I talk about. Those are the penny because they mm-hmm. they can't take it, mm-hmm. um, and it's okay. Like if yeah. they don't want to take it, that's fine. That's up yeah. to them. But those are the penny, and then the quarter stick with you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, so no matter how mad they they mad at you, it will stick with you because mm-hmm. they know that it that, that's good for them. Mm-hmm. So, I, I like that you said that. There's no wrong way to be straight. I'm a big quotes guy. I even have a notebook where I just write quotes down. 
I'm gonna write that one. There's no wrong way to be straight. I'm gonna write that and put bow, <laughs> quoted by bow, and trademark it and make sure you you get your your credit for that. <laughs> Thank you. But um, yeah, I think it's so awesome and important that you said that because there really is no wrong way to be straight. It's called straight for a reason. You know, there's no diverting or anything like that. And if something is a reality, if somebody may be doing something that is not the best or most beneficial thing to them, I do think it's important to bring it up to them and let them know because that, that that just shows that you care. You know, one there was one time me and my sister, we were we were arguing over something. I forget what it is, but we were like so mad at each other. Um, and on the way back to college in the car, we just weren't saying anything to each other and things like that. And, you know, something my dad said was, and my dad's always kept it real. My dad's not afraid to say it how it is or tell us what, what the deal is or things like that. But, um, you know, something that he told us was both of you are fools if y'all don't realize that y'all care about each other and y'all are doing this just because y'all care about each other. And just him just directing that and just saying that, that just made me realize, you know, this argument, it's not, it's not really worth it, you know? And so I think that's the power of just being real with people and just letting people know what it is because that you might be the only person that was willing to be real with them. And once they hear it and realize it, it can definitely change their, their view on the whole situation. So I'm glad you said that. And like I said, I'm going to add that to my quote book <laughs> and quote it bow on it. Right. But yeah, man, it, it, it's, it's so awesome to have you here, bro. Um, I know our, our time is wrapping up, but again, just thank you for being here, man. Um, it's a, it's a truly a blessing to have this conversation with you to talk. And if y'all don't know, this is how we talk all the time. This isn't even like force. This isn't, you know, no set itinerary, no direction or anything. This is how we talk whenever we have conversations. So this was just natural, man. Yeah, right. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, th thank you for taking time out to be here, man, and just have this conversation and, as always, you know, this was your story. You are part of the story, man. You are the story. And I I know for a fact that someone's going to hear this and be impacted. But just one more thing before we head out of here, man. For anybody out there, boy or girl, no matter what age that, you know, is in falls under the category of being a minority, so, you know, specifically Vietnamese, right? Do you have any advice or anything that you would like to tell them if they may be struggling with anything in life? Um, don't be a face um, because how your how you grace or how your ethnicity are. Um, don't be a face to strike for the goal that you want to be. Um, right? Like I told you before, I want to be the best in the military. I want to be in special forces. Um, and I would say that don't be afraid because I met a couple guys from the train, recent training that I just do, and they, as my size, they they gone to the pipeline, um, they gone to the training for the spe uh, for not special forces, but special forces in the air force, and yeah. they make it through, and they my size, and I I was that's that was one thing that was has me was hesitating was just because. I'm so small. I'm not competing against um, other people like 
physically I'm not capable of doing it, but they did it and they my side. Like that was the one thing that I was like, okay, it don't matter what your NCD are, it don't matter how big you are, how small you are. If you have a heart and you have a mind to do it, um, I would say go go for it. So, so what's up, man? And you're, I already know you're gonna have a huge impact in this world, man. Like it, I'll try, it, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I I see it. I I think you know something. Pastor Brian told said in the episode that he was in. He was telling me that you know, and he was talking about me. He was saying he's always kind of seen you know, where God was taking me and just the impact that I was going to have. And, you know, I can definitely see that with you, man. I, I can, de I definitely know for a fact that something, something I like to say that I heard from somebody else, it says, um, don't seek to be famous, but seek to be significant, you know, cause when you're famous, you know, all the eyes are on you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're impacting their lives. You're just what they see. When you're significant, that means that everybody that comes around you is impacted in some way, and you, they can see and f they can feel you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They they just feel your presence. They feel the thing that you're the things that you're saying, and mm -hmm. it, it impacts their lives and helps them. So I can I definitely see that in you, man. I know for a fact, whether even in the military, in life, and the ends of the earth, man, you're. You're gonna be special, man. <laughs> I'll try. I, I know, I know, I know that, man. I'll try. However, whatever God lead me to, right? That's it's all up to Jesus. It's all up to God. Um, yes, sir. Um, I'm just so small. I'm a speck, <laughs> a little speck that He's just got me along the way on this earth. So. Yeah, and that that's the great thing about this podcast too. You know, it's called Your Story, and even if your story or mine or anybody else's just impacts one person. I, I call that a success, you know, yeah. even if it's just one person, because you never know that one person could go on to help millions. Yep. So all it takes is one, man. So yep. you're you're on your way there, man. But thank you again for for being here, man, for dealing with me, for for <laughs> for bearing with me. I know you've bared with me for the past few years. So oh, it's OK. I thank skip you. Out a year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks. Thanks again, man. And thank you, everybody, for for tuning in. Uh, once again, this is the UR Story podcast. Make sure to subscribe. We're on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Make sure to check us out. Also subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's at UR Story. And all those links will be on the Instagram as well. We do have an Instagram. It's at UR Story Podcast. That's the letter U, the letter R, and then Story Podcast on Instagram. All the links are there to the YouTube and everything. We also have TikTok. All right. So make sure to go add the TikTok. It's UR Story Pod on TikTok. And, you know, just to support, just to help get these stories out there and to impact millions of lives. So I feel that God is doing something great here. Once again, thank you, Bao, for being here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and God bless, and I'll see y'all next time.